Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. 
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for tuning in this evening, this morning, this afternoon, early in the morning, late at night, whenever and wherever you may be around the world. Thank you for tuning in to the Secret Teachings and the Fringe FM as we broadcast around the world on the Fringe, Monday through Friday. Fringe.fm is the network website. You can download the Fringe FM app, TalkStream Live, and the Paranormal Radio app. Or you can get access if you want to listen to our shows after the broadcast for The Secret Teachings. You can subscribe to our archive at thesecretteachings.info. We have monthly subscriptions and weekly subscriptions, but it's a much better deal to get the yearly subscription for $50. You still get a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the United States. We do ship around the world. It just costs a little bit more. Or we could do the drop shipping as well if you're not interested in uh, you know, a physical book coming directly here from the studio. It's a lot cheaper. You know, I don't think you need my autograph. My autograph's not that important. But um, we do ship around the world. Uh, when you buy a book... Or when you subscribe for a year and you get a book, it supports this show and allows me to do what I do five nights a week here on the broadcast. And we'll all, we're also going to be doing something um, on the weekend now, uh, a one-hour show over on Aftermath. Uh, and so we're clear, I am a part of the Fringe FM, and I'm not leaving the Fringe FM, and I'm not being poached by Aftermath, and uh, I'm not stabbing Joe Roop in the back, but I was asked by Aftermath to come over and to do a show, and I've explained to them that my show is exclusive to The Fringe, and they said they understand that, and I said I'll do, um, we confirmed a one-hour show on Saturday mornings, and uh, that one-hour show will be an exclusive weekend edition of The Secret Teachings. So it'll be TST weekends or The Secret Teachings weekends, exclusive to Aftermath. And that's what we'll be doing, just a one-hour show. And I'll be able to, uh, you know, reference the Fringe FM and so people can come over and listen Monday through Friday as well. And it doesn't interfere with Aftermath anyway because this show comes on after Ground Zero Uh the way that things are situated now anyway. So that's what's going to happen. If you've heard any rumors, that's that's what's happening. That's what's going down. It's no conspiracy. There's no backstabbing. It's just I want to reach you know, as many people as I can. The Fringe has allowed me to do that, and uh, people want to hear me on Aftermath, so I'm going to do something exclusive for them. I'm putting in extra work. It's easy. You know, I could just take a show from the, the Secret Teachings on the Fringe and just hack it up and play it over there, but I'd, I'd like to create something exclusive for them. So I don't have any ill intentions, 
And uh, if there's any rumors, I'm just attempting to dispel them now. But that's what's going to be happening. Uh, You'll be able to find that on the weekends. And I think I'm going to put that one-hour show on the Patreon page. So you'll have to become a patron to get access to that special weekend show. Uh, Unless it's a really important show, then I'll make it free like I always do. Even if you're not a subscriber, that's the thing. If you're not a subscriber to the show, you can still get a lot of our shows for free. Because if it's a really important show like last night, I don't want to keep it behind a paywall. Last night I called the show generally recognized as science. And I called the show that because a lot of what we're told pertaining to quote-unquote science is really misleading. Science is just observation. I, I can observe anything. I can study anything. That doesn't mean that I'm proving, you know, an, an ideology. I, I'm proving a statement with science. And you can use science to show anything. I mean, Coca-Cola says Coca-Cola is good for you because it has water. No mention of the, the sugar and the acidity and the, and the caramel coloring and other things that are in Coca-Cola products. The milk industry says milk is good for you because calcium is good for you. Milk has calcium. It's good for your bones. Despite the fact that milk is highly acidic, the pus, the blood, the feces, the other uh, hormones, antibiotics in the milk, not to mention since the milk is acidic, it actually imbalances your body and your bones have the calcium leached out of them leading in the medical research to women in particular having an increased risk for bone fracture and osteoporosis when they drink milk. But that's all science. Science, 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 science. They just say it like they have Tourette's. Science, don't you trust the science, science, science. People on the left side of the political aisle used to protest against genetically engineered foods and demand that GMOs be labeled. And there is now a standard for labeling. But those are the same left-leaning political adherents that over the last four to five years have been extreme in their political views and have been radicalized by media in a lot of cases to see anybody who suggests that a scientific journal, a medical journal, might imply or might confirm the opposite of what a medical doctor, a scientific advisor, a Dr. Fauci, etc., suggests or states that the science itself is anti-science and listening to the medical doctor or the scientist is the science. Dr. Fauci even said that. You question me, you're questioning the science. Well, what is science? Is it science or is it the science? Science is just a method of observation. Science is like terrorism, actually, because you can't defeat terrorism. Terrorism is an idea. You can't defeat an idea. You can suppress it. You can't defeat it, though. And it's the same thing with science. Like, anything can be science, Science was involved in the development of an atomic bomb. That didn't work out for hundreds of thousands of Japanese who were killed in an instant in the 1940s. Science allowed the angel of death 
to experiment on the ocular nerves of children during World War II. Joseph Mangala. Doctors used to recommend taking uh, camel cigarettes. Number one recommended cigarette by doctors. In a repeated nationwide survey, more doctors chose camels than any other cigarette. Remember that? Hell, scientists used to tell you to avoid dying in a nuclear attack, get under your desk. Yeah, it might prevent you from having some, you know, a little piece of ceiling fall on your head. You ever seen a nuclear bomb detonate? That desk ain't going to protect you. You know, science can do a lot of good. Science can teach us that we need nutrition. We need vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, phytonutrients. We need omega-3 fatty acids. We need things from food. Science can teach us that, but we tend to ignore that science because it's inconvenient science. And that's where this whole thing just, just falls apart. And, and it demonstrates that it's all based on psychology. That's why clinicaltrials.gov and Yale University published back in uh, June, July of 2020 a messaging guideline on how to convince and coerce people, manipulate and defraud people into accepting a COVID-19 vaccine before the vaccine had ever been announced and, and, and not, you know, not only announced, but even approved. They didn't approve the first vaccine until, uh, until this week. Pfizer on Monday. Now they're going to call it uh, Comirinati. Comirinati. That's the new uh, vaccine. That's how it's going to be marketed. Comirinati. So we understand that about science. And we understand about terrorism. They're just, just ideas and methods of observation. They don't mean anything. They're just tools. You know? It's like, think about it like this in an, in an analogy. You have a, a rocket ship. And uh, if you ever studied or, you know, learned about rockets or spaceships or shuttles, you know, you'll hear that, you know, th- this device, this incredibly complex machinery has to be fitted together perfectly. I mean, a single loose bolt can result in the entire structure breaking apart and the crew dying or, you know, or, or being, you know, vaporized upon reentry. You know, a single heat shield can lead to the entire shuttle just disintegrating. So it has to be manufactured and put together very precisely. And let's say, uh, you know, you're using, uh, you know, a wrench or a screwdriver to put something, you know, together on the space shuttle. Uh, I'm trying to use this as a very exaggerative example, a very hyperbolic example. And uh, the shuttle comes back and disintegrates. And, you know, you as one of the engineers are, are under investigation for, you know, negligence or whatever. And you say, well, I used a screwdriver. You know, I used a wrench. Yeah, but did you screw the screw in tight enough? Did you adjust the bolt tight enough? Well, no, I just like I stuck it on there and twisted it once. It was loose, but you know what? It's in there. It should, should the shuttle should be safe? I mean, that's that's how science is used today. Well, I use the tool. I use the science. Coca Cola has water in it. There's calcium in milk. You know. You know, or I mentioned on Monday's show. My fiance, uh, my best friend Hope, she's got a nutrition book 
In that nutrition book from 2017, it says there have been no adverse effects attributed to aspartame. And I thought, no adverse effects? I mean, this goes back to the 80s. It's well documented. People have testified to Congress on how poisonous aspartame is. It's a neurotoxin, a cytotoxin. It, it fries your brain cells. You can go blind from it. But they just tell you no. No adverse effects. No problem. People don't really care about science. People don't really care about facts. We live in a postmodern world more and more every day, don't we? Where whatever the majority is, the majority has to be destroyed. By any and all means necessary. Because the majority might have more power than the minority. And that's not fair. So we need to create a perpetual state of revolution. This is a political extremist Marxist communist ideology. Perpetual revolution. A postmodern world. Or what they call queer theory. That's the actual name for it. Queer theory. Postmodernism, though, suggests that we should not believe in facts. We should believe in emotions. Emotions are more important than facts. And I say, to counter that, well, your emotions, they offend me. I'm offended by your emotions. I'm offended by groups that believe human beings are responsible for all the ills of planet Earth. I'm offended that human beings are designated, that includes me, I'm a human being, and you, that human beings are designated the scourge of the earth by some groups. That human beings, some suggest, should be exterminated, called. There should be eugenics and population reduction methods applied. Who runs that? I don't know. Psychopaths, elitists, billionaires, aliens. Who knows? I'm appalled that I, as a human being, am told I am the reason that there is pollution. I am the reason that people are sick when I'm healthy. I'm appalled by that. I'm appalled by, you know, by this idea that you know, if a human steps on a spider or smacks a gnat or a bug out of the sky, you're interfering with nature. No, dipshit, I'm a part of nature. That doesn't give me complete and absolute authority to destroy the world. I'm a part of nature, so I have dominion over the animals, as written in Genesis, meaning I don't have a right to kill indiscriminately or discriminately. I have a responsibility, the very opposite of a right to destroy and create havoc and chaos. I have a responsibility to preserve I am not, you are not, humans are not a problem. Ideology and zealot attitudes toward certain subjects, topics, ideas, etc. These are the problems. Thought forms that manifest into chaos, golems, agrigors, tulpas, thought formations. Humans are part of nature. And then you get others who believe that 
humans are the only thing that matters and nature doesn't matter. It's the opposite extreme view. And we're going to talk about that tonight on The Secret Teachings, along with some stuff we talked about last night. I'll tell you about that when we come back. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. Do you want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something astounding with you. It's no mistake that Delta equals four numerically, and that with its three sides equals seven, the number of revelations that heralds the apocalypse to build a new kingdom on the ashes of the old. The new kingdom is not firstly God's, though. 
but a false prophet who will be crowned, the Corona. His kingdom is seven years long, but it's cut in half. Delta means change and authority and conveys a deep meaning in holding the eye of God and his infallible name Yahweh, the Tetragrammaton. It's no mistake CG images of SARS-CoV-2 have little triangles or that Delta waves place people into a diseased, unstable state of mind. It's no mistake the biggest global conspiracy is one of depopulation, that its logo is supposedly a triangle, and that Delta extracted from the Norse Volknut means fertility. These are the patterns that we see and the observations that we make on the Secret Teachings Radio, five nights a week broadcasting on the Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us rdgable at yahoo.com. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings. We're broadcasting around the world on the Fringe FM. I don't say that to sound like a big show, but we are broadcasting around the world. We have got a lot of listeners in places that are unfortunate, like Australia, listeners in New Zealand, Mexico, lots of listeners in the UK, all across Europe, Japan, I think we even have a couple listeners in Israel. And, you know, I uh, I take a lot of pride in what I do here on the show. And I try to keep my ego in check. Sometimes I justify my own ego by saying, well, I, I deserve to feel good. You know, I've built this radio show from the ground up. I, I've had very, very little help. The people who have helped me have helped me in a way that was tremendous and, and, and almost, you know, divine in nature. And a lot of the ways that I've come into conflict and, and, and had to leave networks, uh, it ended up working out for the better. But at the end of the night, when I turn the board off and when I go to bed, when I wake up the next morning, I always have the conscious thought that, Ryan, you are still part of something bigger. You can call it God. You can call it the devil. You can call it nature. You can call it whatever you choose, but you're still a part of something bigger. And whatever that bigger thing is, I love to debate it. I love to discuss it. And that's what a debate really is. It's not arguing and fighting with each other. It's a civil discourse. But I wake up, I go to bed, I always think, I'm always, always aware that I'm a part of something bigger. Because I'm a part of something bigger, I want to do things and and build things that contribute to that greater overall thing that is bigger than me. And what really got me thinking of this, what made me want to do a show on this, And I'm going to incorporate a lot of elements into the subject tonight. I consider tonight's show more philosophical. I've done a lot of behind-the-scenes videos. I'm going to be uploading uh, those to Patreon this week. A handful of them have already been uploaded. And uh, I've shown in one of the first behind-the-scenes videos how I prepare for a show. And I'll give you a sample of of, of how I prepare for a show. I was talking to my, my partner, Hope. We were talking about environmentalism and nature, and she's always told me, this is one of the first things we connected on, was 
you know, she doesn't hate nature. She doesn't hate animals. She loves animals. She loves nature. She loves the environment. I mean, why we as humans have to take some political stance on that is beyond me. But we talked about the environment and we were talking about flies and spiders and we have a lot of flies in our apartment. And I said something about how as a human being, you know, I'm a part of nature. And so it's not that the human being is responsible for all these horrible things that happen. It's more so ideology that is responsible for bad things that happen, even when they are initiated with good intentions. So Hope and I were talking about the environment and you know Buddhism and, 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 and similar subjects. And uh, we were talking about how is it right or wrong to kill a spider or to, you know, to swat a fly and to kill it. And I said, but I, I'm a part of nature too. You know, animals rip each other apart in nature. Have you ever watched the Discovery Channel? You know, this isn't what I'm saying to her, but this is what the discussion was about. We were just having like a nice open, uh, 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 kind of like a debate, but a discussion on the subject. It's like animals do terrible things to each other. Why would we, you know, in terms of consciousness, why would we lower ourselves to that of an animal? And yet then use the argument for those who eat meat that because an animal is an animal, we have a right to eat it. But then share at the same time a contradictory opinion or approach to the ideology of and, and, and the really the rabid, almost sometimes politically motivated ideology of consuming meat as a dietary necessity that animals eat each other. So we should be able to eat animals while at the same time believing that animals are just dirty creatures and therefore that gives us a right to eat them. So we lower ourselves to the animal to justify eating an animal. And then we at the same time say that animal that we just lowered ourselves to, they're dirt, they're worthless, useless, they're resources, so we should eat them. It's contradictory. And then I was having a conversation with my good pal, Jack. You all probably know Jack. He's been on the show so many times. I was talking with Jack, and he mentioned to me that he was talking to someone who was a Christian, very proud Christian, apparently, and this person was saying that they don't care about trees, which is a weird statement to me, but they don't care about trees or animals. They just care about themselves. Now, that's a typical hypocritical Christian viewpoint. Uh, obviously, not all Christians are like that. My friend Jack is not a Christian, and he is like a Dr. Doolittle for squirrels and birds and, you know, little tiny creatures. So Jack told me that, and it kind of clicked with me. And this is how I came up with tonight's show idea. I thought, I'm having this conversation about the environment, and is it right or wrong, philosophically, spiritually speaking, to kill a spider or to swat a fly? And I started to think about it in more detail. I thought, you know, if a spider that's extremely poisonous is about to bite you, naturally, you have an instinct to defend yourself because you have a component of your, of your psyche, of your, of, your, of your being that is animal in nature. 
not in the sense that you're like this dirty, low-lying animal, but that you have an animal nature, like you have uh, a, a mineral and a plant nature to your body. I mean, your fingernails are minerals, your teeth are minerals, your nervous system looks like a plant, the veins and a leaf. We share in these common characteristics with the, the, the kingdom of plants and the kingdom of, of uh, minerals and elements. You know, your body's mostly water. Uh, elements, uh, you know, minerals, uh, plants, animals. We share in this, in this uh, construct. And you go beyond that, and you get b- different forms of consciousness that are immaterial. You get the human, you get the demigod, and you get God. And, and this is part of a seven-tiered ladder or a seven-sphered system Rosicrucians call it the seven spheres of consciousness that, that we can derive this understanding from. So is it wrong to kill that spider that's about to bite you that's poisonous? Some might say, yes, I'll let the spider bite me. I'll be poisoned and I'll die. And that's the natural order of things. I disagree with that. I don't think that's the natural order of things. It's the natural order of things, I guess, in the sense that you're letting the spider do it. It's natural, you die, but you have an instinct to defend yourself and you don't have to smash the spider, but you could brush the spider aside. I mean, ultimately the spider's probably just defending its territory or its nest. Maybe the spider is rabid. <laughs> Maybe the moon inspired the spider on a, on, a, on a, a full moon night to attack. Maybe the spider's a lunatic. You know? I sound like Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, can I go, spider? Yeah, where should I put the vase, spider? There's a spider in my ear. He tells me what to do. <laughs> uh, I'm just, it's, just a, it's just a silly example, but I think it, it has substance to it. Like, do you kill the spider? Is it wrong? I mean, it's a philosophical debate. But, but when you really sit and think about it objectively, you are as, a, as much a part of nature as that spider. Do you think the spider thinks, should I bite this human or should I let the human smash me? Have you ever tried to like stomp on a cricket or a cockroach? Like they scurry away. They have a system like we do of self-preservation. What apparently doesn't exist in the insect, the animal, etc. kingdoms is a system of psychology and media that conditions the cockroaches and the spiders to think, I should let the human kill me because I am a detriment to this planet. But the other side of that is what my friend Jack was telling me about his his acquaintance, this person he knew, who's a Christian, who made an outrageous statement that I don't care about animals, I don't care about trees, I just care about myself. That's incredibly selfish. And so I think of these two extremely polar but similar ideas that I as a human being, and particularly in that case as a Christian, care about nothing but myself, maybe my family, but I don't care about trees or nature or anything like that. And on the other side, people that say, I care so much about trees and animals that I should die to preserve them. 
both of those arguments, philosophies, ideologies, viewpoints, observances, perspectives, I believe are flawed. And I believe that they are extremist. I believe that they are radical. When someone says to me, or implies to me with rhetoric or ideological uh, regurgitation based on their belief, humans are dangerous, humans do terrible things to the planet. I think of beavers. I, I, I think of uh, you know beavers gnawing on trees and taking the logs, taking the sticks, building dams, blocking up riverways. I read a book um, called West of the Revolution. It was about uh, early to mid and then, of course, late 1700s in the United States. Well, before it was the United States and uh, the Americas. And it talked about what was happening on the west coast of uh, the continent at the time. And there was a lot of stuff uh, in the book about beavers. And they talked about in the book how... You know, beavers uh, decimated just thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of, of trees to build dams. And uh, that made me think when I read that, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> beavers tear down trees, beavers make dams, they interfere in nature. And sometimes humans want to go around and they want to they kill the deer or kill the geese or kill the wolves because by some arbitrary estimation, there's too many of them, right? They're doing that in the Midwest. They're doing that in Idaho, I know for sure. They're doing that in um, parts of the, the eastern uh, seaboard. Uh, you have, uh, you know, whether it's West Virginia in the past when I lived there, I remember they used to have orders to no license, just go kill deer, you know, uh, all the way down the East Coast, the West Coast, the Midwest. It's all over the country. It's like... Uh, just kill the animals because there's too many. We we estimated there's too many, so kill them. I mean, it's an outrageous statement, isn't it? If I'm a part of nature, I would want to preserve nature because it would preserve both my environment and it would preserve my life and make my life more convenient and make me a healthier person to preserve my environment. See, that's why when I look at groups like Extinction Rebellion or the radical alarmists that say the polar bears are drowning, there's like three left when that's not true. Polar bears, the last time I read, were at one of the highest rates ever recorded in terms of procreation and reproduction. The ice caps are going to melt. Well, they always melt during certain times of the year when it's the summer in the Arctic, but we don't know about the different you know, the different uh, regions of the earth, the different, uh, you know, hemispheres. So we think it's uh, winter where we are. It should be frozen in the Arctic when actually it's the summer. And they say, well, look, it's the winter time, and the Arctic has ice loss. Yeah, moron, because it's the summer there. That's why there's ice loss. And then next year, it'll be even larger than last year. That's how it always goes down. Same thing with the ice in Greenland. So when you think about it, logically, you realize all the people that are claiming humans are dangerous and bad for the environment and they use the rhetoric of polar bears and ice caps and rising sea levels and carbon dioxide and groups like Extinction Rebellion or Birth Strikers, they want to halt human reproduction. 
Some people have killed themselves. Professors have killed themselves, lit themselves on fire to protest human intervention in the environment. Human, you know, man-made global warming, quote-unquote. Why would you kill yourself? Why would you adopt an ideology of extremism? And maybe you don't see it as extremism, okay, but maybe you could um, just, let's consider it an ideology at, at best, okay? You accept this ideology that humans are bad, that we should uh, rebel against extinction, not have families, you know, end industrialization, not have any kind of, uh, you know, um, uh, industrial uh, civilized world. We should live in huts and we should be told what to do and be forced to take medical treatments and listen to what authorities tell us and pay to breathe and have, you know, a child if we're allowed to have a child. All these things make no sense to me because if you're really thinking that as a human being you've destroyed the world and and, and you have this idea that as a human, humans have done horrible things to the planet, horrible, terrible, no good, dirty things. You know, human existence has been one large series of unfortunate events. And the earth will eventually shake us off like fleas. Or a virus that just spreads uncontrollably. Did anybody stop to think that they are also a part of nature? And that if you recognize you are a part of nature, logic, reason, common sense would suggest and indicate that you would want to take care of your environment. You would want to take care of the trees and the animals. That doesn't mean you become an environmentalist. It doesn't mean you start walking everywhere. It doesn't mean that you shift from an SUV to a Prius necessarily, but you take steps to maybe live more sustainably. You don't jump to, I should die because I'm causing the earth to deteriorate because I'm living. That is anti-human. It is anti-life. And whoever concocts and constructs that idea, as far as I'm concerned, are two things. They are either, one, suffering from mental illness, which may or may not be a result of number two, which is that they have been misled and brainwashed with extremist political ideology. Who really thinks, I'm such a danger to the planet, I'm going to kill myself, I'm going to campaign to have human industry shut down and human society shut down. We are a danger to this planet. We are a danger to this planet. What it sounds like is a sophisticated form of alien invasion. The aliens are here for the resources, and they just have the humans or the resident population fight with each other and agree that they are the problem with the resources being extracted so they should kill themselves so the aliens can come in and colonize and take all the resources. It just sounds like 
something from some sci-fi movie, some psychological thriller. The aliens have convinced you that you should kill yourself to save the planet so that they can colonize it and take the resources. That really is what it sounds like to me. It is, at the very least, with no hyperbolic analogy, no exaggeration, it is anti-human. And if you're suggesting that you want to save the planet, you want to save the animals and the trees... Number one, you need to act like it. You need to realize that the, some of the things you do are contributing to the very thing that you dislike. And when you point that out to people, they say, well, I'm not going to stop eating meat. I like meat. I need meat. But if you're saying that animal agriculture is one of the driving causes, the driving forces of climate change, you need to stop eating meat. But someone like me who doesn't eat meat and who chooses not to drive everywhere and lives a very, very simple, sustainable life, at least by my definition, because I don't believe in the death of the polar bears and the melting ice caps out of context that I must hate the environment. When the people that generally, across the board, and there have been studies done on this, the people that believe government should have power to enforce all the arbitrary, authoritarian, climate change, Green New Deal measures, the people that want that are less likely to participate themselves. They are more likely to tell other people how to live their lives. You get it? The people that are not concerned with climate change, are the most likely to do things like take public transportation. They are most likely to recycle. You get the point. Some people are easily persuaded, easily become pawns, are easily manipulated. So if you think about that, for a moment, and I believe that was a study from the University of uh, Michigan. Try to pull that up real quick. Yeah, here it is in my food book. Uh, Journal Environmental Psychology, researchers from Cornell and the University of Michigan, 600 participants based on three classifications, highly concerned, cautiously worried, and skeptical of climate change. Those highly concerned were most supportive of government climate policies, but least likely to report individual level actions, whereas the skeptical opposed policy solutions, but were more likely, uh, most likely to report engaging in individual level pro-environmental behaviors. Furthermore, they found that skeptics were more likely to recycle, reuse shopping bags, buy eco-friendly products, and use public transportation. In other words, do as I say, not as I do. And many of us are already doing not what you say, but what is reasonable, what is rational, what is logical, what is sustainable, what is, you know, apparently the best way that we can find to live our lives, save money and be, uh, you know, more sustainable and more resource efficient. And it's you who want us to believe in your extremist ideology, your political, you know, zealotry that don't live that lifestyle. That's what the psychologists say. That's what the research says. So the people 
who believe that the earth is overpopulated and that we need to call the population, depopulate, not have kids, and extinction rebellion, birth strikers. I guess they've neglected to acknowledge that they are part of nature. And if they haven't neglected to acknowledge that and they know they're part of nature and they believe they're destroying the planet, then their very ideology is based on an anti-human philosophy. Humans are bad. Kill the humans. Doesn't that just kind of sound like eugenics to you? I mean, at best, it's eugenics. At worst, it's some interdimensional alien species, some advanced, sophisticated form of psychological warfare that an extraterrestrial, extra-dimensional, you know, whatever terrestrial or non-terrestrial species is using to uh, conquer the planet. It's likely just eugenicists, though. And the other people who feel like, I just care about myself, I don't care about the environment, isn't that just as misled? You don't care about anything but yourself? You don't care about the trees, you don't care about the plants, that's your environment. See, as a, as a person who considers myself to be somewhat objective and somewhat reasonable, rational, rational logical, and someone who you know adheres to some type of arbitrary principles of common sense, personally, I feel like, you know what? I'm a part of the environment. That doesn't make me want to pollute it. That makes me want to preserve it. If I'm a part of the environment, I don't want to live in a filthy environment. I don't want to live in destruction, decay, and chaos. I want to live in an environment that's clean, that's taken care of. Because I'm a responsible person. And maybe that's what it all goes back to, responsibility. That's why in the University of Michigan and the Cornell uh, research study published in the journal Environmental Psychology, the people that wanted the government to take action didn't actually do it themselves. They didn't want the responsibility. The people that didn't believe in climate change, that were skeptical of climate change, were the most likely to do things that the other group, who was highly concerned, would not naturally do. But they wanted the government to force you to do it. That's the psychology of this. So it doesn't matter if you think humans are bad, humans should be eliminated to save the planet. You're a human. You know that, right? Or the people who believe, I'm a human and I don't care about the environment. Well, you are a human, but you know you're part of the environment, right? And for those who believe, I eat meat because animals eat meat, but simultaneously believe, I'm going to lower myself to that of an animal to justify eating the meat, and then say that, since animals eat meat, I can eat meat, but an animal is also an animal, so it doesn't really matter if I eat it. You've elevated, and then you've lowered, and then elevated, and lowered yourself and the animal, and you're kind of confused. And for the people that are really concerned and want government action, they don't want to take responsibility for themselves. The people that don't want government action tend to take more responsibility for themselves on this and other subjects, other topics. Responsibility is, is key. The other key is, I am a part of the environment. I don't need to have a political perspective. I don't need to believe in rabid, radical, extremist ideology. I don't need to vote one way or another. I just need to think for a few minutes alone with my thoughts, and I need to realize that if you think you only matter, and you alone matter, and environments don't matter, 
Animals don't matter. Plants don't matter. Like my friend Jack told me, he knew someone who said this. Not only are you misled, I think you're a little delusional. That's my opinion. A person who thinks that hasn't recognized that they are also part of nature. They're very selfish. However, on the flip side, the people who believe that they are the problem for existing, it's a very anti-human philosophy. I don't think few people wake up and just think that. They are indoctrinated into that philosophy. Those people who believe if they killed themselves or stopped human reproduction, we could save the planet when they themselves have done very little, if anything, to quote-unquote harm the planet by any standard, arbitrary or strictly defined. They believe they should kill themselves or stop human reproduction, campaign against human reproduction and against families and against industrialization in order to save the planet, not apparently realizing or not caring that they are part of the planet. And if they want to save the planet, then they should be doing the things by taking responsibility that not only should they be doing, but that people who don't agree with them on the other end of the political spectrum already are doing without government enforcement. Once again, balance, responsibility, reason, logic. These are the things that matter. These are the things that allow us to obtain a new perspective. These are the things that allow us to have, without emotional, hysterical, irrational fits, civil discourse. You are a part of the environment. And logic and reason would hopefully indicate that regardless of your political or environmental views, if you're a part of the environment, you should want to take care of your environment. That spider that's coming to bite you to defend its nest or because maybe it's hurt and it's aggressive is no different than you protecting your family. No different than you angry, punching a hole in the wall. Spider might not even realize it's biting you, but the spider certainly doesn't think I'm a spider and that's a human. And if I bite that human, you know, I could kill them and I don't want to kill somebody. That's wrong. I don't want to hurt them. That's wrong. I'll let, I'll just lay here and let them stomp on me. I don't think that exists in nature. I don't think that exists in, in human nature. I think the only place that exists is in rabid indoctrinated ideologies. That's where it exists to get you to lay down relinquish your self-preservation, teach you that self-defense is wrong so that you capitulate to what authoritarians want you to do. All manner of authoritarians. That's what it's all about. It's about getting you to relinquish your responsibility, to give it to others. It's about getting you to dehumanize yourself and degrade yourself, to remove yourself from the equation not even recognize yourself as part of nature, as part of something bigger. It's very satanic in that way, theologically, philosophically speaking, to get you to lay down your arms, to lay down your defenses, to lay down your preservation of self so that you can be controlled like a puppet, like a marionette. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio right here on the Fringe FM. Please go to the website, subscribe to the archive, 
www.thesecretteachings.info. Some people subscribe for a week or a month to support us weekly for $5, monthly for $10. You get access to everything still, but you know it's a little more expensive when you could just pay $50 for a year, get access to everything, the archive, the montages as well, which are really fun to go listen to, 80-plus montages, almost 90 now, compilations, montages, whatever you call them, and all my digital books. When you subscribe for one year, you also get a physical copy of one of those books. So go check it out at www.thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to contact me, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay with us. There's going to be a lot more after this. Lighting the void with the secret teachings of all ages. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Do you like the secret teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and soft cover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something very interesting with you. It's no mistake that the CDC began recommending masks in April of 2020 and that people immediately had trouble adapting or breathing just a few weeks before George Floyd died in Minneapolis. After his death, people began chanting, I can't breathe on May 26th. It's no mistake that in June, this man with black skin who had been turned into a god was placed into a golden coffin, a real-life reenactment of the killing of Osiris in Egyptian myth. It's no coincidence the same month that this took place in the Twin Cities, a twin summit was taking place with the World Economic Forum, the implications of which we look at on The Secret Teachings. And these are the patterns and observations that we make on the show five nights a week, broadcasting on The Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. So are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Yeah, I don't know what to do! 
Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhanced and improved sound quality, edit out those awkward pauses and slips, mix multiple clips and tracks, back volumes, deliver consistent sound, live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels and live measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, no artwork. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team, and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. What are you doing on Wednesdays? I want to invite you to join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where I provide commentary and invite guests on to talk about UAPs, conspiracies, current events, nature of reality, consciousness, and of course, the paranormal. Listen to The Rogie Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio, broadcasting around the world. Welcome to the second hour, wherever and whenever you may be and are listening. Welcome to that second hour. Welcome to the Secret Teachings. I hope that you'll email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. Give me your opinions and share information with me if you dare. You can also... Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. As you heard during the break, our archive for the show, the montages, and my books, you could access to all of that when you subscribe. It's on the website at thesecretteachings.info. We also have a Patreon page that we're building slowly with behind the scenes videos and other content. The Patreon page is a little active community that you can become a part of and I'm trying to keep it open so that whatever it is that you want as a patron, I can provide that for you, whether it's videos, pictures, audio work even. I have an option with your 
patronage that if you'd like me to make promos or, you know, create something uh, auditorily pleasing for your own podcast or your own radio show, whatever, I'm willing to do that. I've had a lot of people ask me that. That's why I've given that as an option on Patreon. You can find us uh, by looking on Patreon, The Secret Teachings, or you can click on the Patreon link to get a direct link on our website at thesecretteachings.info. And whereas some ideologies profess that humans in general are, you know, are the source of all this you know, environmental catastrophe, all these environmental problems, and that humans must be restrained, you know, whether it's calling or depopulation, others believe that nature matters very little. That humans are the center of everything. Nature doesn't matter. We have dominion. We can destroy nature. But, but that means that we actually have dominion. That's, that's the biblical word, dominion. We have dominion. Dominion doesn't mean you have a right to destroy, that you have a right to pillage, that you have a right to rape and to, and to take. Dominion is an authority that implies responsibility. You have a responsibility over the animals. You have control, sovereignty. I mean... You, you are the master of, but a master doesn't kill. A master guides. A master doesn't abuse. A master guides. A teacher guides. A teacher doesn't call the students idiots. Humans have dominion, biblically speaking. So we have a responsibility. Neither extreme polarized perspective, though, actively acknowledges that humans are part of nature. You're either less than nature or you're above nature. The atheistic view is that you are below nature, that you are worthless, that you are nothing, or that you are causing problems as a human being. Or you are above nature and can subject nature to your will, whether that's killing an animal to eat it or it's genetically engineering something in a laboratory. The idea that you have a right to kill an animal and eat it is for some reason based on the idea that other animals kill other animals and eat them, lowering yourself to that of an animal while simultaneously saying animals taste good and they're just dumb animals, so I'll eat them anyway. But neither of these perspectives, none of these perspectives, acknowledge that humans are part of nature. And as a part of nature, logic demands we would actively engage in sustainable and preservative behaviors. Not green new deals, but what is reasonable, what is sustainable, what is preservative. Contrary to the notion that humans shouldn't harm animals because that is wrong, by some definition, some standard, instinct would demand we maintain a sense of self-defense and self-preservation, that which exists without Thought in the animal kingdom. If you're going to be attacked by a wild dog, I assume, I've talked to people, I've never seen someone get attacked by a wild dog, but I assume that some people are telling the truth when they say, if I was to be attacked by a wild animal, I wouldn't defend myself. If I was to be, you know, robbed on the street, and I was going to die either way, and I have uh, you know, a slight chance of maybe surviving if I fight back, I, I wouldn't fight back. I don't want to hurt the other person. No, you have an obligation, a God-given right to defend yourself, whether it's from a rabid you know, animal or it's from a rabid human. 
I don't want to hurt the other person. Commendable, but arrogant. And in fact, I think it's quite egotistic. I'm such a good person that even in the event that I were to be robbed, potentially raped, tortured, kidnapped, or anything with their nose in the air, I would not fight back. I am a good person. No, a good person fights back against evil, dumbass. A good person fights for what's right. A good person is the only thing that stands between those who are evil, those who are controlling, those who want to do harm, and the innocent. Good people are the only ones that stand between the evil and the innocent. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. That's what this is about. And when you realize that whether you are looking at the perspective of the extremists who believe humans are less than human, less than animal, and should be eliminated, or that humans are the pinnacle of civilization and should be elevated above everything else and destroy that which is below them, which still doesn't make sense because you don't want to destroy the foundation. You don't want to destroy that which gives you, you know, the ranking of being superior. Neither of these perspectives acknowledge that humans are part of nature. Upon this realization, one may determine that only ideological indoctrination cultivates the idea that humans should lay down their defenses, their arms, and their instincts indistinctly an anti-human philosophy. That's what it is. Don't defend yourself. Don't exercise your will. Just listen to what you're told. Give me the money. Take your pants off. Do what I tell you to do. Some people think it's like, it's honorable to be the victim of crime. It's honorable not to defend yourself. My God, the public and the private educational system has done a number on people through psychology. Not only do you have a responsibility to protect yourself and or your family, you have a God-given universal right. Someone breaks into your home, tries to rape your wife, slit your kid's throat. This is the thing that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, some people freeze, some people run, the fight or flight, you know, or they'll choose to fight. And, 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 you know, it's like, wait until you're in a situation like that. Then you can see who the hero will be and who the coward will be. Because a lot of times, psychology works like this. The big man beating his chest is a pussy. And the person who speaks not ends up being the hero. Or the person who seems as if they wouldn't defend themselves or others, and they're very quiet about it, or maybe they're vocal, they end up being the hero. 
you know, they end up pulling the trigger. And I'm probably in the middle there. I'm one of those people I beat my chest a little bit, but in that situation, I I probably wouldn't be, you know, as violent as I I say. Like, I think, like, hell, someone breaks in here. I get a shot off or two shots off. I'm going to hit them. I'm going to go to work on them. You know, I'm going to get real medieval with these mother effers. You broke into my house. I'm going to peel some skin off, okay? I'm going to peel some fingernails off, all right? I'm going to... I'm going to do some bad stuff to you. You shouldn't have broke into this place. But then in reality, what I would probably do is I would shoot them. I would kill them because they were in my private space. They were on my property. They were threatening me and my family. I have a right to defend myself. Jesus Christ, I have to explain that to morons who think that's evil. That's wrong. No, what's evil and wrong is someone to break into my house. But in reality, if someone broke in, I'd probably shoot them in the head, and that would be the end of it. And the people that are like, I wouldn't defend myself. No, you'd probably shoot them 15 times. Bang, 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 bang. Just losing it in a hysterical, you know, response. That's usually what happens with people. They just, they lose it. Or people freeze. You know, people freeze too. I mean, the whole point of what I'm arguing here is if you believe that you are not a part of nature and that you are destroying nature, you're extremely misled. Ideology destroys nature. You're not destroying nature by being a human being and living. And the people that believe you have a right to destroy nature, that don't care about nature, that only care about themselves, they're just as misled. And this ain't about politics. It ain't about religion. It's about ideology. It's about philosophy. It's about psychology. You are a part of nature, and as a part of nature, logic demands you actively engage in sustainable and preservative behaviors because why otherwise would you want to destroy your environment? Unless you were misled and persuaded and tempted by something unnatural. If an animal's attacking you, defend yourself. If some drug addict crackhead is attacking you, defend yourself. Why wouldn't you defend yourself? Because the people that are told not to defend themselves, sometimes they lean in a certain political direction or a certain theological direction. They have this idea cultivated that humans should not defend themselves. They should lay down their arms. They should lay down their instincts. They should have no sense of self-preservation, no sense of self-defense. This is a distinctly anti-human philosophy. Why do you think eugenicists might adopt this and teach this? Why do, why do you think psychopaths might encourage this kind of behavior? Because it makes for a vulnerable, it makes for a, a, an easy prey. That's why. I mean, just imagine like the lion is, is, is on the television every night and the gazelle's watching the news and the lion's up there like, Defending yourself against the lions is evil. Don't you want to be a good person? Just lay down and take it. You believe in in God, right? God doesn't want violence. God wants you to lay there and be ripped to shreds. Aren't you a progressive? Progressives don't want to hurt people. They want to help people. Be a progressive gazelle. Come and help the lions. We need your help. 
just the 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 idiocy, the evil, the the psychology. You just have to a brief moment think about it. That's all. Just think about it. It's anti-human. Why would psychopaths? Why would psychologists? Why would extremists adopt this ideology? Because it conditions the population to think I shouldn't defend myself. I should not preserve myself because I'm a bad person for being a human. I'm a bad thing. I'm a scar to this planet, a thorn. It'll be a better place when I'm gone. This is so anti-human. This is, this is the ideology that eugenicists have, but they, they have a slightly different ideology. They believe they have a right to rule, like the kings and the emperors and the queens and the empresses of the old days. They have a right to rule. You have a right to be their subject. As a part of nature, you wouldn't want to destroy nature. You'd want to preserve nature. And people that have an ability to recognize that, I think, can look at all the extremes and say, you're not a bad thing for existing. I mean, that is so fundamentally evil, it's, it makes me want to physically vomit. And if you think you're the only thing that matters, you're a self-centered, egotistic, narcissistic prick. And I don't want to spend any time around you. You don't, you don't think animals or trees matter? Cut down all the trees? Kill all the animals? And, and then just both of these... Both of these ideologies feed off of each other because as someone who believes the trees and the animals don't matter, cut down the trees, kill the animals, who cares? The other side says they want to cut down the trees. They want to kill the animals. Let's preserve the animals. Let's preserve the trees by killing ourselves because we are the problem. No, the ideology is the individual matters most or the environment matters most. Both ideologies are far too off balance. Both ideologies and the various branches of them are in conflict with one another and feed one another. It's the humans that are self-centered. They're the problem. So get rid of all humans. It's the environmentalists that are the problem. They don't want to cut down the trees. They don't want to cut down the animals. God gave me dominion. They feed each other, you see. And since they feed each other, it creates this, this like perpetual cycle of, of, of distress. And that, I think, actually does affect the planet. It affects human beings. It affects nature. Don't you think that's just kind of, kind of bizarre? I mean, I, I'm just, I prepared the show tonight. And I'm, I have no notes. I'm just, I'm just thinking and I'm just talking to you. It's just, just a talk show. Just talking to you. And, uh, I mean, I'll ask the question again. Do, do you think a spider thinks before it bites you that you, as a human being, if you were going to squash the spider and the spider is in you know, a, a mode of self-defense, you think the spider thinks, I don't want to defend myself, I don't want to hurt this human. M maybe the spider thinks that, I don't know. I mean, 
if the spider doesn't think that and humans are conscious, and that means that we have um, we have an elevated consciousness above that of the animal, uh, insect, uh, plant, uh, mineral, uh, and elemental kingdoms, then we have dominion over them. We have authority over them, but with authority comes responsibility. A responsibility not to kill and to main and to, to, to destroy and to create chaos and destruction and death, and, but to preserve, to, to protect. I just It's just like every little detail uh, 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 of political and philosophical and environmental, et cetera, et cetera. All these ideologies are just, they're so bizarre to me. You know, the people that have like 10 cats, and they tell you how much they love their cats. I had a, an ex-girlfriend whose mom was like this. They had all these cats, they had a dog, and the cats just destroyed everything because they took no responsibility. They didn't clean up after their animals. It was just, just, just their, her parents' house was a mess. And her mom was like obese, and uh, I got kicked out one time because I said, you know, you guys eat all this meat, and yet you say how much you love animals. And, and, and her mom, I remember saying like, well, oh, I like the way that this particular animal tastes. And I said, that's just so hypocritical. What if I went to a country where they ate cats? Get out of my house. Get out of my house. Why? Because I called you out? on your hypocrisy i mean at least admit it it's like the people that say i don't like to have a bird in a cage but they'll put their dog in a kennel you know they just might not like birds uh you shouldn't have a bird birds in a cage birds meant to run free and fly free well then why to put your why put your dog inside all day why why put a dog in a kennel you know well, these animals have been domesticated. We have a responsibility. Well, sure, that I'll, I'll buy that argument. There's responsibility. You've you've bred it. You've you know found it, and it needs help, and you help it, and it stays with you. Great, you know. But just don't be a hypocrite. Don't don't act like one animal is food and another animal is a pet, and to suggest that that animal you eat should be a pet and it's offensive, and the animal that you have a, as a pet could be eaten, and that's offensive. Don't act like that's offensive. That's not offensive. That's just reality. Cows are sacred in some parts of the world. Cats and dogs are eaten in some parts of the world. People that eat cats and dogs aren't barbarians. They look at you as a barbarian. Hell, Western culture is really a latecomer. You know, the idea that, well, we as Americans or we here in the West would never eat a cat or a dog. I'm not sorry to tell you that not only are you late to the game, but you have no perspective on the world because cats and dogs have been eaten for thousands of years. But then again, cats were revered in ancient Egypt. The cat goddess Bost oversaw the cat kingdom, if you will. Cats were revered. Cats were mummified. Cats were thought to have the power to see into to, to another world. Uh, they had second sight like, an, like other animals, like dogs or jackals, like Anubis, who was part of the guardianship of the underworld with Osiris. I don't know if there are any records of it, but I, I don't think that Egyptians ate cats. 
I mean, they might have eaten dogs. You know where they eat a lot of dogs at? Communist shitholes. That's where they eat a lot of dogs. It's funny because a lot of the progressives, they're all about the animals. I love the animals. They push for the same collectivized hive mind system of dehumanization that leads into an environment where you'll have to eat your dogs because there's no food, which is kind of, you know, it's just the nature of hypocrisy. But think about it. Might make you angry, might make you upset, but your dog in some countries is a delectable dinner, a delectable treat. And your burger in some countries is a highly offensive, sacrilegious food. Oh, I don't care. I'll eat my burger. Well, eat your burger. I don't care. That's not the point. The point is to get you to think. That's what this show's all about. I'll tell you what I believe. I don't really like eating animals. I don't want to eat an animal. If I was in the woods and I was starving to death, you know, I was bare grills in the wood. Maybe I'd eat an animal, but I'm not in the woods. I have other options. I don't need to go kill a deer to eat. And besides, once again, context and perspective. You want to eat, you know, six ounces of meat a week, go for it. But if you're going to eat six ounces of meat every single meal of the day, there's going to be complications from that. Just like if you eat 300 carrots, you're probably going to die. Balance, objective, context, perspective. These things are so lacking in our society. Perspective is so important. Objective observation is so important. We need to, to, to utilize our, our f- facilities of reason rather than you know turning every damn thing into a, an irrational political argument. It's like people that say, don't get near me. If you haven't gotten a vaccine, you could give me the disease. And it's like, well, all the literature says that if you got a vaccine, you're more likely to spread it. You're more likely to get sick. But even so, the people that didn't get it look at people who got it and say, don't get around me. You got the vaccine. You could shed on me. And yeah, there's shedding, but there's also psychosomatic illness. There's delusion, there's stress and anxiety that can cause the very problems that the sheddings are supposed to cause, menstrual irregularities. Do you ever consider it might be stress, worry, manifestation, thought formation? You ever consider these might be possibilities too? And we're just afraid of each other. You got it, you didn't get it. You wore a mask, you didn't wear a mask. You distanced, you didn't distance. Just fighting, 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 fighting. And people say, well, no, it's about science. Well, if it's about science, then read the damn science. And, and, and don't be afraid. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this. Stay with us. I also want to tell you that this is White Bat Audio. White Bat Audio. And some songs from Secession Studios that you're hearing tonight and every night on The Secret Teachings. Royalty, copyright, free. Check them out on YouTube. That's White Bat Audio and Secession Studios. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. And there's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere.
you could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence, David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Brian Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM, and join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. 
If you want the most unique blend of subjects anywhere on radio, from parapsychology, pop conspiracy, parapolitics, the paranormal, and symbolism, look no further than The Secret Teachings, airing Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Our topics, themes, and perspectives are not bogged down by rhetoric or ideological collective associations. It's just raw thought and consciousness. Check us out by visiting our website at thesecretteachings.info or the network fringe.fm. This is John B. Wells of Caravan to Midnight, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing. Uh, phenomenal show, for phenomenal interview, phenomenal questions, and uh, I'd be willing to come back at any time and uh, explore other topics for discussion, so thank you for having me on today. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. humans there's a song by bong written and the lyrics performed by andrew m i won't give out your last name andrew m who sent us the cd many many months ago when i was on my cross-country road trip i got it when i got back in town i told andrew that i would play a lot of the music on the show and it just kind of got lost in the pile, and in the last segment, I was talking about uh, the music we play from White Bat Audio, royalty-free, copyright-free, but I also play, uh, you know, bands, independent music. We played Payday Monsanto and other uh, musicians before. If you have music you want to play on the show, email me, give me rights to play, and I'll do that. This is Destroy All Humans, the song from the album Bong, Destroy All Humans. That's the name of the album, Destroy All Humans. Bong, B-O-N-G. Really appreciate you sending me the music, Andrew. And I think it's appropriate for tonight's show. Because, you know, there are those who want to destroy nature, believing that humans are above nature and have dominion. And there are those that want to destroy humans because they think, nature has dominion over humans which I guess in a way it kind of does but not in the sense that humans should be destroyed because guess what humans are part of nature 
And whereas some ideologies profess that humans are the source of all environmental problems and humans must be restrained, others believe that nature matters very little and neither extreme polarized perspective actively acknowledges that humans are a part of nature. And both philosophies, uh, they feed each other with, with this rabid extremism that humans are so bad we must destroy them, destroy them obliterate them, destroy them. Or, you know, the environment isn't really as important as human growth and development, so uh, destroy it. There has to be balance. And as part of nature, logic demands, with a very reasonable request, that we actively engage in sustainable and preservative behaviors. Contrary to the notion that humans shouldn't harm animals because that's wrong, instinct would demand that we maintain a sense of self-defense. If an animal attacks you, defend yourself. If a human attacks you, defend yourself. It doesn't mean you have a right to kill anything and everything or to murder anything and everything. There's a difference between killing and murdering. One is premeditated. One is thought about. The other is perhaps an action of self-defense. Animals kill each other. Animals eat meat. Does that mean we should kill each other and eat meat? Aren't we above the animal? But then why do we justify eating meat because animals eat other animals? And why do we justify eating meat because, well, animals eat other animals and, you know, they're just dirty animals at the same time, so we can eat them. I mean, that's basically making an argument as far as I'm concerned for cannibalism. An animal is dirty and disgusting and, and, and we have dominion, we can eat it, we can kill it, do whatever we want with it. But we also think that the animal eats other animals. That makes it okay for us to eat them. I mean, that's just some kind of circular logic. And I'm not telling you not to eat meat. I'm just saying if you don't want to eat meat, like reduce the quantity of the meat that you eat because that's how our ancestors used to eat the meat. Very small quantities, kind of like a little topping. Upon the realization of uh, the extremism of either destroy nature or destroy all humans, one may determine that any ideological indoctrination cultivating this idea that humans should lay down their defenses, their arms, their instincts, and their will is distinctly an anti-human philosophy. And so this song from Andrew and his band, Andrew is the uh, lead singer who wrote all the lyrics and performed the vocals. Uh, his brother is the drummer for the band. He's also the cover artist. I, I like the cover art to, to the album. Uh, we got the robots and the aliens and the UFOs. They kind of look like uh, uh, the aliens from Mars Attack, Mars Attacks, Godzilla, like zombies. I like the cover art for this. Bong, destroy all humans. So here's some of their other music. Up and down, those who pray, those who pray, P-R-E-Y, those who P-R-A-Y. Food for thought, super sexy, alphabet soup, planet X, destroy all humans, long distance relationships. And uh, should have played a lot of this music earlier, but I'll start playing it uh, more on the show here or there. If you have some music you'd like to play, email it to me, rdgable at yahoo.com. Andrew said, I really dig the secret teachings. Listen to each episode while working and find the show enlightening. Thank you for all the hard work you do. Hope you enjoy the music and you can count on me to keep listening and tuning you on or turning you, excuse me, on to others. I uh, hope that you also are enjoying the books, Andrew. So thank you very much. We'll play another song going out uh, tonight. So, you know, I think that we can, 
we can probably go go back in time to last night's broadcast and um, we can use some of uh, the music from from Bong to to do that. Uh, Destroy all humans, the song, or those who pray, those who pray. I mentioned pray earlier. I mean, anybody who wants to get you into a position where you think it's better, it's it's more spiritual, it, 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 it's more, you know, it makes you a better person to lay down your arms, to not defend yourself, to relinquish your natural instinct of self-preservation and self-defense, anybody who wants you to think that way is a very evil piece of shit, okay? Why do you think they want you to lay down your arms? Relinquish your instincts. Why? Because they want to do real bad stuff to you, all right? I thought Suicide Squad sucked, but I remember the one of the promo teaser trailers for the first Suicide Squad with the Joker. Remember that little clip? He's like, don't worry, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to hurt you really, really badly. That's what psychopaths want to do to you. They don't even necessarily want to kill you. They just want to hurt you really, really badly. Lay down your arms, lay down your instincts, lay down your will. Do what I say. Look at me. Remember... Heath Ledger and Batman. Evil people want you to be vulnerable because they are predators, they're lions, and they look at you as a gazelle. They don't want you to realize that you're a lion, they're a gazelle, in a lion outfit. Because authorities are meant to serve you. You're not meant to serve them. At least in a constitutional republic, you're not meant to serve the authorities. Anyone who wants you to lay down your defenses, self-defense, self-determination, will, instinct, arms, self-preservation. If they want you to abandon self-preservation for any reason, collective community benefit, or so they claim, the benefit of self, selfishness, or anything else, they want you to relinquish your right as a human being to exist so that they can do whatever they want to you. So they can play with your bones and drink your blood and rip the flesh off your skeleton because they're evil pieces of trash. Now, let's apply that to what's currently happening in the world. Let's apply that to, oh, I don't know, mainstream media every single night. Let's apply that to virtually every extremist politician who gives a press conference, every White House press briefing, every you know psychological assessment or pseudo-psychological assessment given of a general population by some you know, hack on the internet. Let's look at these people for what they are. We have examples of what real leadership is. Real leadership is Senator Rand Paul, Senator Cotton, Governor DeSantis, 
Governor Ducey in Arizona. I'm not fond of Abbott in Texas. But at least he's an example partially of what leadership is. South Dakota's governor, Christy Nome. These are real leaders. When Rand Paul got up on that video and said, you have a choice. Resist the tyranny. That's what George Washington looks like. That's what leadership looks like. It's not perfect. It doesn't sound necessarily as if it's a perfect articulation. Real leadership is imperfect, but it's spirited. And the spirit is more important than the body. Spirit, consciousness, the soul is who and what you really are. And so when people say they want to deindustrialize the world, introduce a postmodern, post-industrial environment, eradicate your right to have bodily autonomy, to own anything that you want to own, you know, it's just like that that's the definition of evil. And if if you're going to make the human being the 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 very epitome of terrorism and environmental catastrophe, the responsible party for all the bad things that happen in the world, both politically, geopolitically, and environmentally, the social environment that is and the natural world around us, if the human is going to be made responsible for all those things, not because of something they did, but they're going to be guilty until proven innocent, an innocence that will never be proven. They're guilty by birth, guilty by association. That is the ideology of those who hold slaves, that any slave who has a child, they do not own that child. They have no direction over that child. That child belongs to the owner of the slave who had the child. This is authoritarianism, tyranny, fascism, communism, call it whatever you want. It is the destruction of the torch that is burning with the inextinguishable fire of liberty and freedom. And that torch can only be extinguished like a beach ball by holding it underwater. But it's never actually extinguished. It can be obscured and hidden, and people can be manipulated and coerced and deceived. Any suggestion that human beings should not touch each other, hug each other, have sex, have a relationship, have a friendship, see their family, kiss one another, look at one another, handshake, etc., You've heard this crap in Australia. You've heard this crap in Canada. You've heard this crap in the UK. You've heard this crap in the United States. You've heard this crap all across the world. They want to destroy all humans. You can bet your bottom dollar, your bottom silver coin, your bottom gold bar on that. They don't like humans. Have you ever watched... uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers or the remake with Nicole Kidman. I mean, that's what's happening. They have to fake the emotions or the lack thereof 
in order to pass as uh, these aliens. You know, they take over the body in these pods, and uh, they replicate this, this clone, but you can tell who's the alien, who's been replaced, because they have no emotions. And so the humans that are left that haven't, you know, fallen asleep and become subject to this, this cloning process. What did that come out in the 50s? And they made the remake um, early 2000s, I think. It was like 2007 or something. I don't know when, when Invasion came out. But the humans have to fake not having emotion. And the aliens are on TV saying, we're bringing the world together in peace. There's no more war. We're going to save you from yourselves or from ourselves because, you know, we're not really aliens, we're humans. (laughs) That's what's happening. We're going to save you by taking away that which makes you human. We're going to save you by eliminating your autonomy. Invasion came out in 2007. I was right about that, but I was way off Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It came out in 1978, so... Calm down if you're a movie buff. I, I, w- I was off by 20 years. <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm still thinking of like The Last Man on Earth. That came out, well, that was in the 50s, right? Or, and then, or 50s or 60s. I don't know. I went to film school. I should know this. When did The Last, the Last Man on Earth, when did that come out? 54, I want to say? Last Man on Earth. I'm getting 1964. I'm a decade off. <laughs> I'm getting better. Last Man on Earth and then Omega Man, then I Am Legend. S- uh, same series. Of, uh, of, of movies based off the book. People don't want you to lay down your arms. People don't want you to just acquiesce, just do it, 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 do what I say. They want you to do that because they are control freaks. They want to destroy you. Any notion that humans shouldn't talk, touch each other, or have a civilized conversation, the people that say that because of a so-called virus classify you as the virus. When they say they want to destroy the virus, they want to end the pandemic, you are the virus. The pandemic is human proliferation. The pandemic is human industrialization, human growth. Eugenicists, psychopaths, elitists, you call them whatever you want to call them. They see you as the virus. Despite the faulty science of asymptomatic transmission, do you know what? They classify people who are having no symptoms of COVID-19 as being infectious, dangerous. In other words, you're not sick. You're a human, perfect health even. But you are a threat. That indicates you as a human are the virus. Just like the agent said in the Matrix, human beings are a disease, a a plague upon this planet. And we are the cure. Maybe the Matrix is a lot closer to reality than you think. I mean, we've interviewed the the author of the original uh, Matrix concept, the third eye. She wrote that back in the 70s. Human beings are a virus, a disease to this planet. We are the cure. The cure is artificial intelligence. The cure is AI. An eye. An eye. An eye. One eye. Inside the delta. The eye of God. The delta wavelength that keeps you in a perpetual state of unconsciousness. 
and my computer's listening to me because I'm on YouTube. I was pulling up uh, another song from Bong, and uh, I get I Am Legend 2, Last Man on Earth trailer. There it is. It's funny how my computer tends to listen to me. But I guess that's all just, you know, it's all in my head. Made it all up. You know, for years been saying that. But here's uh, here's that clip from The Matrix. This is exactly what COVID-19 is all about. You are the virus. The pandemic is human civilization. And artificial intelligence, Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, the agents in The Matrix, they are the cure. I'd like to share a revelation that I've had during my time here. It came to me when I tried to classify your species. I realized that you're not actually mammals. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you humans do not. You move to an area and you multiply and multiply until every natural resource is consumed. And the only way you can survive is to spread to another area. There is another organism on this planet that follows the same pattern. Do you know what it is? A virus. Human beings are a disease, a cancer of this planet. You are a plague. And we are the cure. You're the virus. Your life, your family, your society, your culture, your beliefs, your ideas are the plague, are the pandemic. Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, Bill Gates, the UN... They are the cure. And I'm uncertain if it's metaphoric or literal that these people are not robots or they are not under the control of some AI or off-world intelligence. I don't know. Don't have an answer for you. But what I do know is like the album by Bong, Destroy All Humans, they certainly want to destroy all humans. I mean, the whole idea of what... Agent Smith is saying in the Matrix, the humans are are, are, uh, are a disease to the planet, a plague. This is what mainline progressive ideology teaches. Humans are the source of environmental catastrophes and problems, and so they must be restrained, even if you didn't have anything to do with what some oil company did. That's their problem, not yours. You shouldn't support it, but that's not your fault. You didn't do that. You weren't responsible for Exxon Valdez. You weren't responsible for lying and photoshopping images of the of the Gulf um, uh, oil cap. That's not you. You didn't do that. But others believe in the opposite. Others believe nature doesn't matter at all. Neither extreme perspective acknowledges, though, though that humans are part of nature. Both philosophies feed each other. Humans are bad, so we have to destroy them. The environment is bad. You know, we have to we have to override it and take control of it and 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 then the rest of humans have to be eradicated to preserve what we've patented and what we've copyrighted, what we've controlled. And then others are like, well, those people do really bad things to the environment and uh, you know, we gotta get rid of those humans. And then some people think, well, 
Some people are just, you know, terrible people. They want to destroy the environment. We've got to get rid of the humans. The environment really is meant to be destroyed. We've got to get rid of the environment so we can control it. It's just like all these insane ideas when you're part of the environment. You are part of the nature. You are part of the world that includes the spiders and the whales and the birds and the dogs. You are part of nature. You should want to preserve nature. Not from some progressive ideology or some conservative ideology to control nature. You should want to preserve it. Logic demands we actively engage in sustainable and preservative behaviors. And contrary to the notion that humans shouldn't harm animals because it's wrong, instinct would demand we maintain a sense of self-defense and self-preservation. If you're attacked by an animal, including a human, you defend yourself and your family. And upon this realization, one may determine that any ideological indoctrination cultivating the idea that humans should lay down their defenses, their arms, their instincts, and their will should not exercise self-preservation, self-determination. This ideology is distinctively an anti-human philosophy. And the people that promote it and believe it, no matter where they stand philosophically, ideologically, religiously, politically, they are either preying on others or being preyed upon. The name of the next song that I'm going to play for you here briefly from Bong, Destroy All Humans, lead singer and the uh, writer of the lyrics and the performer, Those Who Pray, Those Who Pray. Obey your masters. Do what you're told. I think it might be aliens, folks. And they certainly aren't human. Yeah. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. This is music by Bong. You know, I actually started out as a talk show host and a DJ. I used to play music a lot. It's taken me back uh, over 10 years. Last time I did something like this, played an album. <laughs>
those who pray. Check us out at www.thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe to the archive. Get access to all the shows, the montages, the digital books. Yearly subscribers get access to all that and a free copy with free shipping of one of my books, A Called Arcana Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir. Read reviews, see the books on the website as well. Email us rdgable at yahoo.com. Go check us out on Patreon. Support us there. Grab a water filter through Pro One Water Filters. Some cleaning supplies through US Plus Health. It's all on the website, www.thesecretteachings.info. rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. If you need anything that we talked about last night, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, federal judge blocking vaccine mandates at universities, Jacobson versus Massachusetts. Jacobson just had to pay the $5. He wasn't forced to get a vaccine. And the Nuremberg Code. You need anything. Informed consent. Email me, rdgable at yahoo.com. I'll hook you up.